Welcome into the Committed to Christ podcast. Greg and Kelly Craywick here. You? Hello. Hello. I figured I'd say something. You said my name. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's She's me. here too. I'm here too, yeah. So I wanted to start off the podcast uh, with a... It, some people may find it funny. Okay. Other people would be like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Okay. And uh, you know the story well, but, but our listeners haven't heard I me. I don't remember. Really? I haven't said it in a while. So. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're getting old when you start It'll repeating your stories. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's like, dad, I, you've already told us that one. Oh, that's so, funny. Any, okay. Anyway. So a long time ago, uh, and I say a long time ago because it was like 20 years, maybe a little bit longer. I was an aspiring beginning mechanic and, uh, I had the opportunity to work on a couple of family vehicles, like my brothers, my sister-in-laws, myself, or whatever. And I was told at one point by a friend of mine that if your vehicle in the power steering okay. reservoir, like if your fluid got low, okay. you could, in a pinch, put some brake fluid in there to get you where you needed to go, you, you know, like, a, like a temporary Band-Aid. Right. Yep. Okay. So when I was working on these three cars, I was being all cool and stuff, checking all the fluids. Well, I noticed that the brake fluid in these three vehicles were low or okay. was low. So I decided to top it off. I didn't have any brake fluid. I had power steering fluid. So I figured I knew you could put brake fluid in the power steering as a Band-Aid. So I assumed it made <laughs> sense to me that you could put power steering fluid in your brake master cylinder in a pinch if you really needed some, if it was like really low to get you where you needed to go. And these vehicles were low. So uh, about a week goes by and uh, I'm driving my dad's blazer, pulling a boat, which was one of the vehicles that I had put the power steering fluid in. And I'm heading towards this intersection and it's a highway. It's a red flashing light for me, yellow for the highway, right? 60 miles an hour crossing Yikes. traffic. I hit the brakes. Nothing happens. The pedal <laughs> goes to the floor. How does your power steering work? <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. So nothing happens. So I'm, I mean, I, I could steer really I good. Mean, I'm getting close to the highway and I'm doing like 45 miles an hour pulling a boat downhill. Oh, oh. So I start pumping the brakes frantically. Finally, they caught and I stopped and uh, somehow made it back home. Called my friend who was a mechanic. By the way, he, he's not the same guy that told me to do this. Okay. And he said, what did you do? And I told him and he said, oh no, man. He said, don't ever put power steering fluid in your brake master cylinder because it starts to eat away at the rubber gaskets. And that's exactly what I did that to three cars. But it, yeah, duh, right. It made total sense in my mind because you could take one and put it in the sure. other, but not the other. And sure. Yeah, it's three vehicles I had to fix. And man, what a mess. What a mess. So that is my lead in to our podcast, which is. It's called It Made Sense to Me. It made sense to you. <laughs> because it did. But once I got educated, uh -huh. all of a sudden, what used to make sense to me, didn't make sense I anymore. Yeah, and I was, like, I, I was oh yeah, yeah, that really doesn't make sense. No. And no. it was funny because he said, how many cars did you do that to? <laughs> only three. So who told you anyway, this? Philippians chapter two is where I'm going to be reading out of tonight. And 
I shared this devotion at work. Okay. Every Friday we have a devotion and a bunch of guys come. And actually I'm being encouraged because there's some new faces that are coming. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's very encouraging. And so I told them Friday, I said, I'm going to just use you guys as the guinea pig for this pod. You know, we're going to do a podcast called It It Made Sense to Me. And I want you guys to be the first to kind of hear it. So, okay. so then now they don't have to listen okay, or okay. whatever. So yeah. Philippians chapter two, starting in verse one, it says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value yourselves above others, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that just kind of split the air in the room when we did the devotion on Friday because the point of it was when Jesus gets a hold of us and we ask him to come into our lives and into our hearts, he starts to change some things. He starts to change our motives. Right. He starts to change the way we think, the way we do things, the way we interact with others, the way we see others. Right. It's all about other people and ministering to other people. And before you know it, what used to make sense in our minds all of a sudden has done a 180-degree turn right. in the other direction. Now we begin to show Christ-like fruit in our Absolutely. lives, which leads other people kind of confused. Do you, do you, yes. have you ever run into that? Like after you gave your life to Christ, how many years ago? Right. Do people think it was strange that all of a sudden, well, you weren't hanging out with them. You weren't calling them that much anymore. Well, or, and I even notice even now, you know, I don't really get a lot of phone calls because they, we have, there's no common, right. We have nothing in common. Right. Right. And, and that, that was kind of the, the whole point of everything is Christ is now the center right. of our lives. And he changes you. Right. From the inside out. So you had, um, some scripture there yeah. that I was going to have you read. And then that's out of first Peter, first four. Peter four. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read that? Okay. That's... Verses one through five. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, Arm yourself also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. 
but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Amen. So when that stuff starts leaving your life, everything that you mentioned there, yeah. you know that Christ is doing right. a work in you. Right. Right. And, and, oh, I just hate the devil because he'll come to you, even now being a Christian for some 25 years or whatever, he'll tell you or me or whoever, you're not a, you're not a Christian. Or you think you're better than them. Or, or, or whatever, yeah. you know, to try to talk you out right. of your relationship with the Lord. Right. And and the thing is, I mean, the Lord, obviously, we need to stand up and say, uh, absolutely not. Right. Now, I'll say if that stuff starts showing back up in your life, uh, yeah, you need to examine yourself and, and see where you're at. So this is, this is I want to read this. This is kind of the, this is the, the nuts and bolts of the devotion that I, I brought okay. to the table okay. Friday. It says, when we follow Jesus and have him in our hearts, his life becomes our life. And what makes sense to us in our mind changes. There is a process that has to take place, us dying to ourselves. That event has to take place. I must become less, he must become greater, which is John 3.30. Right. That is the one thing that Jesus wants for us, for the old us to die and for his life to take its place. Mm -hmm. For him to be our life and our source, after he becomes our life, then we are able to forgive, able to love others unconditionally, and have all the attributes of Christ, grace, love, and mercy. How, you might ask? Because it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. It doesn't make sense to those who knew the old you. The Sermon on the Mount is Christ's heart written into us. When he is our life, it's not hard to live this way. That's good. Isn't that powerful? It is. I've been reading in the Old Testament about Lot yeah. and his daughters, and they were in that Sodom and Gomorrah culture. For years. And after it got destroyed, they committed incest with their father and ended up having children, but they did that because of the culture they were immersed in. Right. Right. I mean, it made sense to them in their minds. Right. You can go back and read that. Yep. In their mind, they thought, okay, we don't have any husbands because they were destroyed. Right. Through and Sodom. that's that's the sad part about that whole thing. Yeah. Is is that that lifestyle had become so much a part of who they mm -hmm. were that you know Lot's wife even died. Right. You know, she looked back. She couldn't stop without looking back. Mm -hmm. You know, she had to just look back one time. Right. And, it, and God said not to do that. Yeah, that's good. See, with me, it was the wrong thing that made sense. Right. What, the right. three cars right. doing the wrong thing. That, yeah. in my mind, was the right thing well, to do. Well, if this makes sense, then this should make sense too. Right. Yeah. The, the wrong thing is what makes sense to the lost. Right. It is totally opposite to the Christian mindset. Right. But once we get born again, and give our lives to Christ, that all changes. Right. That all goes away. His fruit starts showing up in our lives. That's good. So I gotta be honest though. What's that? I would never think that in my mind that brake fluid and power steering fluid were interchangeable because why then would one be called brake fluid and the other be called power steering fluid? Maybe it's just my left handed brain. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> On that note, I think we will close out the podcast. Well, listen, we want you to be encouraged. Absolutely. Keep moving forward in Christ. Don't right. let the devil lie to you. Nope. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep yep. going. Absolutely. Just look forward. 
if if the fruit of the spirit is evident in your lives, right. that means Christ has made a difference in right. you and your heart. Right. And we want you to keep pursuing after him every day. Amen. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. Yes.